Hey. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. All right? All right. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. want something, go get it. Period. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Launch Bite. I am your host, Chris Chai, and with me is my regular co-host, Brian Lee. Hello. This is a podcast where we talk about entrepreneurship in Singapore and other random things that interest us. In this show, we chat about things that keep us up at night. If you have any feedback or questions, leave us a note at launchbyte.com slash ask. If you, have, if you want to find today's show notes, go to launchbyte.com slash 57. Hey, Brian. Hello. How have you been? Good, good. <coughs> awesome. Um, yesterday, I finished a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 25 uh, kilometers. Oh my god, you sent me the picture. Yeah. I felt... I felt really lazy, it's like sitting in a conference room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an interesting run. Uh, uh-huh. I I would like to share more about this run, but I thought I'd hear about your week first. Okay, uh, so this weekend was pretty interesting. Um, well, yesterday was pretty interesting, Saturday. Uh, I spent most of the afternoon at an event called Brackets for Change. Uh, it's basically this workshop run by a bunch of teenagers who want to... Uh, teach people how to code and it's really interesting because they went through the basics of uh, programming foundation stuff like variables functions loops and uh, conditionals and it was held at microsoft's building and these guys are doing this as a voluntary thing and it was really interesting that they were trying to teach uh, people who don't know how to code the basics of developing in a web language so uh, that was the most of yesterday. And also after that, I went to Tanjung Baga to eat. But because of that, I was out in the haze for a while. So if my voice sounds a bit rough again, that's why. I really got to stop doing this before our podcast. But hey. You know. <laughs> Is it a free event? Free event, right? It was a free event. And it was open to anyone uh, as long as they wanted to learn how to code. So there was a very wide range of people from um, teenagers all the way to like, I think there was a guy who was uh, in his 50s. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was very, it's a very good movement. I highly encourage you guys go check it out. It's, uh, their website is bracketsforchange.org um, spelled out completely. So check it out or Google for it and um, see if you like what they do and support it or attend it if you're interested in learning how to code. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes for that. I remember the time when uh, Kong teach the 30 days iOS challenge. Uh, uh-huh. There was also, uh, there was two uh, quite, mm, you know, the word is uh, old or not old, they are just slightly older than us. I think about uh, 45 and there's another guy that is 56. Yeah. They, they are property agents, but they wanted to make their own app. So they came for uh, Kong's class. Yeah, so yeah. I think... Uh, Software development works out for all ages. No, can learn yeah, at I think any so. point in time. So, as okay. long as you have interest in making things, you know, yeah. get into it. It's not just 
coding either. It's really about thinking about the design of the application and things like that. So, you know, as long as you have an interest in creating something, you definitely have a place in making apps. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wanted to share it with the run. Uh, I think I will only share this here because mm-hmm. uh, it will be interesting for those who listen to our uh, podcast will know the truth. Okay, so <coughs> you saw the medal, right? 25km. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was what happened. Uh, you cannot trust the things that you see on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Okay. First of all, uh, I ran a. I I I went there. Um, not to take part in the race. I didn't know there was a race, or rather, uh, my friend was taking part in the race, but I was not in the race itself. Mm. So I went there. Uh, I frequently run with Daryl Chu for first ten k. That's what I always did on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So after that, coming back, I met my friend who was taking part in a hundred k race. So right. he was telling me that, hey, Brian, uh, want to go together? Let's help pace me and follow me up to the 60k mark. Uh, so he just 50, uh, finished his 50. So to us, his uh, 60k mark was another 10k, right? Right. So I did that loop with him. So I just went in without the tag. I went in, uh, did the loop with him. So when he reached the 60k mark, I came back myself. Mm-hmm. So a total idea at 30, right? Because I followed my friend for 10. I came back myself is 20. Yeah. Then I uh, ran with Daryl Chu in the early start. That's 10K. But when I came back, I had to cross the finishing line because the finishing sign was right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> when I cross, they give me the medal. <laughs> they, just, like, they never check like, uh, if I have the tag or... Uh, yeah, they never check out. They they just give you the medal. I was so stunned at that. Hmm? They just put the medal across my neck. Then they say, "Oh, welcome." Then I walk in. Then I take the water. Then I feel like I'm just a participant. Then I went off. Then I went. <laughs> I posted because that's why I stayed. I never explicitly stayed, but I said I feel stressed. I went for a random run. Run. I never took part in anything. It's just that they give you this medal, the 25 k <laughs> medal. Because at that point of time. It was also the period where the 25km uh, runners and some of the 50k runners, they are coming in. So it was uh, uh, a little bit messy. But whoever comes in, they will just, oh, congratulations, da-da-da-da-da-da, give you this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like those AHM where you pass through, then there's a lot of commotion. Right, well. right. Yeah. yeah. Quite funny. Uh. So I also, I'll be stunned. Uh. <laughs> so I posted <laughs> that. Uh. Uh, but I did, did. 30km It's not that I never did I did follow yeah, the route uh, It's just yeah, that I never so Officially Take part You did 5k more than All the people Were getting the medal So yeah. you know yeah. okay, <laughs> sure. okay Okay so let's uh, So that's the thing About my weekend That's pretty interesting We shall get to the Show Alright So um, I think the topic For this week is As a founder What would keep you Up at night mm-hmm. I think this is Especially Um Personal for you, right, Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, what do you wanna, what do you have to say about? Okay, it? so let me go first. Um, so I think before becoming a founder, what keeps me out at night is uh, so when you are reading articles about uh, starting up and all, the things that you have in mind will be uh, what are the new ideas that I can do? How can I do something better? Uh, what's the business model? You always trying to uh, at night. If you're an entrepreneur, you keep thinking about new ideas. How can you be better and all? Uh, but once you become a founder or once you set a certain direction or you have choose to go certain industry and for example, like interest energy management and all, then you start thinking about more of the business stuff. Like uh, how are your competitors doing? What is the cash flow employees? I think these are the things that 
always right now for the past many 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 weeks has been keeping me up at night and sometimes I find it hard to sleep and mm. I don't think that is good for uh, my health la, and for yeah. all entrepreneurs who are doing the same thing because I know that or rather I know that many entrepreneurs be it you are in SV or anywhere in the world right you will face this problem that you will be under intense stress because if you are leading a team of five you have four employees under you and whatever decision you make affects them and uh, affects yourself also because startup is a long game right you will be wasting three to five years of your time yeah absolutely under a lot of stress uh I would love to share some uh, ways that I handle my stress and I mm-hmm. like to share one one issues that I'm uh, facing recently. So I'm just going to uh sh- do you want to go first about your how you ha- what keeps you up at night or should I go through the problems that I face recently so it's more relevant and people can share. Oh, uh, I can share. Yeah. Okay, I I mean I just want to say something really quickly in the introduction as well. Okay. So the thing about staying up and late at night is that also when you wake up in the morning you're less likely to be able to focus you're less likely to be able to uh, keep your mind um, on the daily task because you're going to be tired you're going to have all these worries when you wake up you're going to be pretty negative as well Mm -hmm. so it actually is detrimental to your business when you're in this kind of state and you're unable to make the decisions or do the work that you're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. so uh, it's actually really important to make sure that you as a founder health and you're able to handle all the challenges that your startup needs to handle in the day and this is something that you should really consider if you're being kept up at night by worries yep so Brian go ahead what was bothering you oh yes uh, so I just like to say uh, just break down into two points that uh, we are watching uh, so I'm watching this how to start a startup right? in uh, programs he did say that once you start a startup that means you start a company and all like the problems are facing now the problems will eventually get more you will not reduce <laughs> there mm. will be only more and more problems so uh, so right now uh, I have one of the key employees that uh, actually left so you see if you are a founder you will face a lot of problems right now <coughs> sorry because uh, how would you uh, who is going to take over that key employee staff why is he leaving uh, mm. This is one thing that uh, we need to understand Because uh, when people leave There are several reasons uh, One thing that can be bad for founders Is because they don't see the growth in your company So you right. have to start talking to them And uh, I, I also mentioned who is taking after their projects And If they leave uh, What does this mean For the rest of your company employees How right. does it affect their morale uh, mm. So all these things are all going through my mind at the same time. So yep. the particularly last two weeks been relatively tough. The good thing is uh, I have a co-founder, so uh, so I can talk to Daryl and all. But still, um, I feel very stressful, which is why I did mention that uh, I like I went for a run and exercise. One of the key things. Uh, mm. So how do I handle this kind of stress? Because every day you could be thinking of uh, Oh, another thing, sorry So besides employees, right, which I faced recently There's also uh, what others are doing Especially you are in the sp- So in my space, you could see that home automation is picking up um, Apple is do- planning 
or rumored to be doing it with Apple TV, like you sent me a article. Yeah. Xiaomi is going to do it. Yeah. That was in Tech in Asia article. So these kind of things, like what others are doing, uh, your competition, they are moving faster than you. The big companies are moving faster than you. As a startup, how are you going to navigate through these power problems? And if you read it on tech news, your employees could also be reading on tech news. How would they feel? How they also need to know that how is my founder going to handle this problem? And what is his? What is their direction up ahead? And the last thing is. The founders cannot appear. No, it's kind of the morale thing. The founders cannot appear weak in front of your employees. Meaning, in well, the office, you cannot like break down, or you cannot say that. Uh, or you can you cannot be too relaxed and say, "Oh, don't worry. Uh, the Apple will take like two years to come out with this thing. Oh, Xiaomi, their stuff is not as quality as us. Something like that. You can. Yeah, I yeah, don't think absolutely. you can say this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So these three, uh, these three are the three key things has been boring me for the past one or two weeks. Mm. I have a certain way of handling them. Uh, what you were saying? Now I was gonna say that as a founder, right, you need to balance being confident of what you're doing mm-hmm. and also acknowledging the fact that other people are in your space because you know that there's value in what you're doing. That's why you're doing it, mm-hmm. and. You're not the only person who's going to be seeing it, and you're not the only person in Singapore in the world who's going to be thinking about this problem and trying to solve it. But that does not necessarily mean that there should only be one winner.、Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we were talking about cloning and all the other things the week before, and、uh, one of the things that I did mention was that there are many ways to solve the same problem, and if you, as your startup, has had this. Advantage of being in the space for quite a while, right? You have nothing to be worried about as long as you keep following your vision, keep、uh, learning what you're、um, learning about the space that you're in. You're going to have a slight advantage over someone who's just coming in. And even if they have more resources, or even if they're moving faster, you still have different ways of tackling the same problem. So it's never really something that you should. Uh, you. This is something that you should really communicate to your employees or to the team that who's. Working with you, that you know you're still going to be working on this. You're still going to be successful. It's just something that you need to、um, get to. Am I making sense? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think you're absolutely right because um, I wasn't also personally for myself. Um, it was until. Mm, how should I say this? So the best thing is to talk to friends, ah.、Uh? Then,、mm. uh, for example, like I'm talking to you now, and we、yeah. had pre-chat earlier. So,、mm-hmm. uh, it was like once you talk to founders, or rather fellow founders, then you all can share the same problem, which I think this is very helpful. So, how how do I usually handle stress like this? Because this problem will only accumulate and power up. Like like、mm. you mentioned, and of course, competition will always be there. You just need to stick with your vision and、uh, take responsible for the decision that you make. So I totally agree with you on that. Yeah.、Uh, so how I handle all this is basically exercise. Like I said, exercise that's very important. Hmm. Uh, I try try not to read emails in the morning or before sleep because that will affect the. Personally, for me, it will affect my sleep. And、uh, if I, like you mentioned, if I don't、uh, have、uh, good sleep, 
So the next day will be worse and there's no no good sleep, no good energy and you bring all the negative vibe into the office and everything will just you don't just make the you do not make the correct decision. Okay, uh, so let's talk about working before you sleep, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I find that the reason why um, a lot of people have trouble sleeping, right, is that they keep working all the way to the time that they usually sleep, right? Mm, correct. And one of the main reasons why this is a problem is that your brain is very active all the way to the point where you need or you want to sleep. And because your brain is active, it takes time. It takes a couple of hours for you to wind down and fall asleep. And if you're working all the way to like, say your sleeping time is 12 midnight, right? You're working all the way to 11.30 or 11.50. Your brain is going to be very active. It's going to be um, highly strung and you're not going to be able to fall asleep till like one. And if you're trying to toss and turn in bed, you're going to feel even more um, tired by the time you wake up. Yeah. So I was, uh, so, so I was reading articles about like uh, falling into sleep this, uh, mm. There's a research study that says that if you lie on the bed, uh, the average time for a human being to sleep is say, 7 to 12. So you so lying on the bed, 7 to 12 minutes, you will fall into the sleep. If you mm. fall before 7, that means you, you, you are very tired and uh, you've mm. been thinking a lot for the whole day. Yep. But if you take longer than that, that is also unhealthy. Yeah. Like, like you mentioned. So uh, that's for that, uh, for the uh, being working and... You have certain hacks, right? You stop three hours before... Your work stop three hours before the bedtime. Okay, yeah. I was going to ask... Um, well, okay, I'll start then. <laughs> so what do I do uh, in order to make sure that I sleep regularly at regular times is that I usually stop work about two or three hours before I intend to sleep. Mm-hmm. So by the time it hits like 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock um, at night... I tend to go and play a game or I go watch YouTube videos for a while and really I just uh, clear my mind of all the things that I've been doing. And I find that this allows me to more consistently fall asleep when I want to at say 12 or 1 at night. And yeah, that has been my way of dealing with uh, sleeping issues if I've had any. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Uh, at night? Mm-hmm. Before sleep? So... uh. I had this bad habit that I always like to scroll on the phone, and uh, but I try not to now because uh, I I know it's bad, and I and I always feel that the likes coming from the mobile devices itself is affecting. Um, I don't know. Uh, it feels like the likes will keep you awake. <laughs> I thought I know. I think there's a research study that says that the likes coming from the mobile devices keeps you awake. Even if you, uh, even if you can fall asleep after reading some online articles. Okay, well, I think it's more along the lines of the fact that you're reading. Oh yeah. <laughs> before you sleep. Because yeah. I was thinking just now, I asked you this be- before the pre-show. I did ask you if you're watching YouTube, how can you sleep right after? Because if I'm watching YouTube, sometimes I'm watching like Vice dot com, the Vice News. Right. There are so. some very extreme documentary. Wow, the, then my mind become like, whoa, so active. Okay, so (laughs) I'm going to put this. Um, It's how engaged you are in the content that you're consuming. So the YouTube videos that I tend to watch are going to be games or Let's Plays or stuff where people are just doing funny things. So my brain is not very engaged. 
um, I made this mistake once long ago where I was like, hey, look, there is a discovery documentary about ants that will be quite boring and put me to sleep. Oh. I, was, I literally stayed awake throughout that one hour documentary and then after that for half an hour after. Oh. So yeah, it depends on how engaged your brain is in the activity that you're doing in that time before you sleep. And be sort of aware. I understand that uh, some people really cannot um, watch YouTube before they sleep or while they're falling asleep, but it does help me. As uh, Personally, it does help me sleep. Like I watch a 15-minute video of someone playing a particularly relaxing game and I'm, I'm done. I'm, I fall asleep within five minutes. And some people just can't have audio or any kind of um, visual stimulation before they fall asleep. I understand that. And it might work for you, it might not. But for me, if I don't have anything sort of stimulating as background noise and stuff, I tend to start thinking. And then when I start thinking, I start to solve problems. And when I solve problems, my brain gets engaged. And then, yeah, issues. Cannot sleep. <laughs> I have an interesting question. Uh, hmm. So you come from CS. Do you have yep. any friends who are so hardcore during your... Uh, university time that cook until they sleep on the table um uh, never you know when project time when you just cook and cook, cook then you just cook for sleep on the table it's never a good sign because when you wake up you wonder what the hell you are writing <laughs> <laughs> it has happened before oh really so but it happens before so you have friends that yeah okay well me <laughs> oh you yourself okay. it's not like i pass out in front of my computer okay so during my time in university i usually did not stay overnight to f finish stuff but um there were times where the project deadline was the day after and then i had to finish it so uh never really worked out it was very inefficient i don't encourage it at all <laughs> um but i yeah, it, it has happened. We've heard stories, things have... Yeah, especially if you're in CS3216, the class where you also to create an app. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there have been stories of people working overnight for like days on end in order to get their uh, presentation done. So, Wow. Yeah, That's it happens. Too yeah. hardcore. Um, yeah, but... Mm, That's about the... How should I put it? Sometimes we... When I was in business school that time, there are friends who are in the finance uh, module. They are they are mm. really hardcore, like the CS mm. people. So they just do a lot of number crunching, and they had to stay in the school and just sleep on the sleep in the school. Yeah. yeah, honestly, it's a sign of very bad time management. That's all it is. Yes. Yeah. So, I schools are built around the idea. Okay, when you're doing multiple modules, sometimes you don't have a choice. I mm. understand that. But if you're doing this in the working world, it's very bad time management. It's just very bad planning. There's no excuse for it. Yeah. Uh, actually, bringing the conversation to a different time, um, mm -hmm. when you wake up in the morning, mm -hmm. what is your ritual? Oh, my ritual. In the past, I've been changing it for the last one month. In the past, when I wake up, I will stroke because I use my uh, phone as an alarm. Okay. So the, naturally, when the alarm comes on, then I bring up the phone, then I go to serve the social network or take a look at Twitter or read emails, which mm. I don't do it now because okay. that, uh, that is bad in two, two ways. First, I keep lying on the bed, then I keep scrolling right. and scrolling, scrolling, and the time yeah. passed, then suppose I wake up at uh, 6, then by the time I realize, ah, 7.30, why? Then I just start rushing for stuff, which is bad. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, the second yep. thing is, um, I don't really enjoy the morning time. I think I best enjoy the morning time is when I don't read anything off my mobile device. That means after I wake up, I try to uh just do my own stuff, do some lightweight exercise, or even do some meditation. Oh, like for a okay. few minutes, five, ten minutes. Right. There's a YouTube video on a ten minutes quick meditation. Uh, that you can DIY yourself, which is I do it sometimes now. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, how okay. about you? Um, I mean, usually I go through my usual morning ritual. I, when I get up, I don't actually look at my phone or anything immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I go get like brush my teeth, wash up, um, and then after that I get coffee. And then while I'm getting coffee, then I start to like go through my social media, clear my emails and stuff like that, uh, really quickly. Usually it's not much because, um. Most of the people I communicate with are in Singapore, I guess. So there's not much stuff. Uh, I spend more of my time reading news articles that have come up overnight. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. So if you see me posting a lot on Facebook in the morning, this is the reason why, because that's when I'm reading articles. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's my ritual. I don't really start work fully till maybe about 10-ish when I get to the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really when I start to do things. So I have this period of maybe three hours where either I go for a run or I do my own stuff and then gets my brain warmed up basically for the day. And I find it's been quite effective. It's not something that I consciously planned myself to do, but I find that it really gives me the ability to have um, energy that lasts throughout the day and also to be really productive throughout the rest of the day. Yeah. On, mm-hmm. on on the topic of reading, like you mentioned, I'm starting to feel that uh I'm starting to feel that reading online articles are useless. <laughs> and I pref- I'm starting to prefer going back to books. I think online mm. articles are starting to have a lot of those buzzfeed effects, like five ways to do this, ten ways to do that. Then I'm starting to think that they have no substance <laughs> personally. Okay. But yeah. that okay. but of course there are some very good articles out there like for example some uh, authors on medium they write really solid stuff but not many of that okay well this is a whole topic that could be done for another show i think Um, but (laughs) just saying that uh for a lot of these articles i tend to lean towards the news articles and um, opinions about the news i we've talked about entrepreneur porn before where it's Mm -hmm. basically people talking about their experiences and stuff like that it's useful uh it's great to have that perspective and if you connect with it then go ahead in 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 fact i think what we're doing right now is just sharing our experiences our opinions as well but at the same time you know this is not something you should really be taking as the bible Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know you shouldn't be like applying it to your daily life and stuff like that it's just if you have problems and you want to know how other people deal with it this is a very good resource just go ahead read what they say but you're right they try to make it buzzfeedy so because they're looking for views they're looking for listeners they're looking for people who want to validate their viewpoint and i entirely understand where they're coming from but take it with a grain of salt if you are the reader yeah yeah or a spoonful or you know <laughs> yeah just salt <laughs> okay so yeah. um before we come to a close like for this topic on uh, what keeps us up at night like uh, earlier we mentioned ideas, problems, and all. So mm. I I think there's one thing that uh that we I like to point out that uh, every founders sh- 
should know uh, so once we are in the startup world or trying to make your own business be it startup or your own bootstrap business the problems are just like programmers say it's just going to accumulate and yeah, we absolutely. as founders has to overcome and adapt to it uh, but do not let this kill you because some people who fall into depression they <laughs> yeah, so some end up very bad right some some end up like uh, suicide and all but I don't think this should lead to that path uh, there are many things that we can uh, we can do we talk about exercises do not read emails and uh, maybe reading some books and meditation uh, even you uh, talking about watching YouTube uh, there should be a fine balance between all work and some play <laughs> The main thing is your team is there for you. Most of your yeah. first team, even if they are employees, right, they are there because they believe in what you are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, either that or you're paying them really well. So either way, <laughs> you should feel free to talk to them. And I think yeah. it's it's not something that you as a founder should hide from them. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling stressed about something, you should talk to them because they're there. They are trying to solve the problem. They're there with you. They're not just there to do the work for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. They are entirely your team. They are there to support you and go through this with you. So don't feel alone. Talk to people. Talk to friends. Even the co-founders in completely different industries, right? We love to help. And that's kind of why we're in the startup scene in the first place. That's why we want to try to build a community. Mm -hmm. Because we would know that you can't do this alone. And even if we're in completely different industries, right? We're also there to give you the support that you need. So talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the part about completely different industry the problems you face are the same employees cash flow what others are doing and exactly <laughs> the business stuff they are all the same mm-hmm. so that's 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 for me okay I, yeah. so I guess that brings us to the end of this show in the next show we are going to be talking about what you've been reading and um, I think it's pretty interesting that we also draw a lot of uh, experience from what other people have done mm-hmm. so uh, catch us on Friday Yes. Yeah. And uh, Brian, where can we find more about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at L-E-E-T-U-C-K-S-I-N-G. And you can find me on Twitter as well at A-N-T-T-Y-C. You can find out more about the show at www.launchbyte.com. And please hit us up on any of the social medias. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you in a couple of days. Bye.